Hello and welcome back to Maybe We'll Talk, um, a podcast where people talk. Imagine that. Uh, I have, after three years of complete isolation, complete stubborn isolation from all humanity, I've managed to contract the big virus. Uh, If you have somehow noticed that I wasn't posting for a week or so. By the way, you can always find me on Discord and find out what's going on with me. You can go to koyadk.tv and find a link to my Discord. And that's where most of the news is. I should try to make some news appear on the website more, maybe. We'll see. Anyway, uh, I am back. I have been out of commission for almost two weeks. I did have some conversations with some people. Some of them I recorded. Some of them are going to be published here. Um, Today, we are going to talk to Michelle, who I did mention at the end of the last episode. Uh, This was supposed to be last Saturday. I'm posting it this Saturday, and I think the schedule will resume. Next Tuesday, we will go back to Saint, and we will talk about the Tremere. I got to talk to him about the Ventru this weekend. But uh, yeah, we will be rolling right along. This is going to be a horror episode. We are, in fact, talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, So uh, discretion is advised, adult topics, adult themes... Um, there are a few things that Michelle and I kind of speculate upon or wonder aloud about that we don't know. And cause we did not do, well, we did some research. I always do some research, but we decided we weren't really doing it on the fly as well. This is what I'll tell you what, this is what happened. Oftentimes when I want wonder aloud, and this is not Michelle, if you're listening to this, I'm not telling you that you should be at the wheel looking things up on Wikipedia, but most of my guests do, and I've become lazy as a result. So anyway, um, I may come back at the end. I'm going to be paying attention as I edit, and I'll be making note of any questions that are left unanswered. But for now, uh, I can tell you, because this will come up, the music in uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street was composed by Charles Bernstein, an American composer. He's done, he did a lot of movies and TV kind of stuff throughout the years. One of the things that I noticed in particularly was the film Cujo. Um, The Nightmare on Elm Street films, uh, Wes Craven directed the first one. Jack Shoulder directed A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. They were then directed by Chuck Russell, Rennie Harlan, Stephen Hopkins, Rachel (laughs) Talalay. (laughs) <laughs> Wes Craven directed Wes Craven's A New Nightmare in October of 1994, or it was released then. Uh, then Ronnie Yu directed Freddy vs. Jason, and Samuel Bayer directed A Nightmare on Elm Street, which Michelle hates. That's the official title of that movie. And uh, I believe that's all I need to say. That was probably more than I needed to say. So, without further ado... Here is Michelle, and yeah, we will be back to our normal uh, talking to people on the phone schedule. That doesn't mean that somebody's here. Calm down. I'll stop. Does the the puppy think I'm a corporeal stranger, like in the house? Probably. Every time they hear me go, hi, on the phone, then they hear, like, I'm greeting them. Ah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Uh, they're very, very alert. Like, a leaf can't even blow by the house, because then they're like, ah. (laughs) So you're well protected. Oh, very well protected. All right. Yo, awesome to talk to you. 
It's so good to talk to you too. It's been a minute. <laughs> so I've started a podcast and it's called Maybe We'll Talk. Okay. It's sort of the sort of loosely extended title is Maybe We'll Talk with Dave Crane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I so, will. Thank you so much for being here to talk to me today. Uh, thank you for having me. Will you introduce yourself because I'm too lazy to do research? Okay, sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Michelle. And let's see, this is my first podcast experience, so I'm really excited. Oh, great. I, uh, I, it's going to be, this is totally unprofessional. If you ever have any podcast experience with anyone else, they'll probably, it'll probably be different because this is just really when people this the reason i started doing this is because people would ask me like what i do on twitch and i wouldn't really have an answer because most of yeah because i don't know i don't know what i because and really well this is what i came up with was people Mm -hmm. would be like so what do you what do you do really and i was like well mostly i talk to my friends on the phone so this is the podcast where i talk to my friends on the phone yeah, might as well record it, right? So, hi, Michelle. <laughs> hi, Dave. How How is it going? It's going well. How's it going with you? It's going very well with me, and I, and it's it's strikingly awesome to hear that it's going well with you. I love the sound of your puppies jumping Just around and, and barking. <laughs> And, oh uh, yes, well you'll probably hear that a lot during our conversation because that's great. Forbid, somebody drives by, we're on a very busy road, and if there's a car, how dare they drive by our house? Well, they should they should know better if there's a bunch they of should, dogs. They should take a that much, are going to be disturbed. You know, yeah, a longer way <laughs> to get where they need to go because <laughs> we can't live on a main road. No, no. Do you live with three dogs? I do. <laughs> That's so great. Living, I live with three cats, but I think living with animals is just perfect. Oh, it's wonderful. So I have my two, and then my boyfriend has his dog. So then when we moved in together, perfect. it became three. That's just yeah. so That's so good. Uh, does your boyfriend stream on Twitch? He used to. He oh, doesn't okay. anymore. Yeah, he used to because he plays um, like Destiny and stuff like that. But oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he hasn't done it in a while, but he's got all the setup and everything else. The only thing he doesn't have is a camera because he offered his computer to me. He's like, oh, he's like, do you want to use my microphone and all my cool gear? I can show you how to use it. It's real easy. And I was like, one step at a time. <laughs> cool. Well, like if we do this, if we do this more, microphone, yeah. sure. Like I'm not recording any video, obviously, or anything. And this right, goes, right. this goes out audio only. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, and I guess for well, I mean, I guess if someone's listening, they probably know where to find this. But this is available on Spotify and uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and uh, one other major thing. We got all bases covered. Most of them, yeah. Uh, a bunch of uh, there's a couple other platforms where you have to make an a uh, an account with something called Stitcher, which I've not done yet. Okay. But who cares? Podcasting, yeah. So that's what, yeah. So that's my most recent stupid thing that I'm doing. Did Aside you from making soap? 
Yeah, well, that's I. That's I don't think that that's not recent. That's I think that that's established. That's something I do now. That's it's been. Oh, a, okay. It's been more than a year now. Really? Wow. I'm, I'm kind of a, astounded. Yeah, I have a whole. I got a my bedroom at home at my mom's house is full of soap. It's that's great. A lot of soap. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to make more because. I got a couple of things coming up, and then it, it, it's it's moving. It's moving. Well, it's moving. It's moving at a at a at a medium kind of pace. But I I've been going to uh, like uh, I've made some soap uh, branded for a local band, and so I've been going oh. to like rock shows and selling soap. So I have a couple more events where I get to have a little table, and that's really where I'm moving it a little more these days that's awesome as well as all of my internet bullshit so yeah so i i so yeah i didn't mean to make this episode about me but yeah i feel good things are going good i enjoy yeah that's awesome i like hearing about how everyone is thriving i i really i'm trying i'm desperate i'm determined to thrive (laughs) <laughs> really that's you where i'm at I'm, de- I'm filled with determination yo so do you i hope yeah i was gonna yeah if your boyfriend ever starts streaming i mean i should probably talk to him someday too yeah you should because i know you guys follow each other on twitter now i think yeah oh uh yeah. yeah did i did i see you post about a certain type of do you have a preferred type of jelly bean did you make a jelly bean post somewhere Starburst jelly Starburst beans. Starburst jelly beans. They are superior. There's those are the ones. Those are the ones that I will say since posting that we discovered Skittles makes jelly beans and then that was that was a game changer right there. Oh, okay. All right, both of those those both yeah, sound those are... like those both that both sounds correct to me. <laughs> yeah. Get uh you'll never guess the stupid mistake I made cuz I at first I was going to say you know, I'm just a little. I mean, I wasn't gonna say I was, I'm disappointed in these jelly beans, but I wasn't like really thrilled about them. And now I'm like, boy, I got the wrong ones. Guess what? Guess what the wrong ones were? What were they? They were Dunkin' Donuts jelly beans. Oh, ew! What? <laughs> They're kind of gross. <laughs> There's like a I mean, mocha I mean, one. Yeah. Ugh, it's it tastes like that. Just like that alcohol mocha shot that we would put in the drinks, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't know why I thought I would. Yeah, it's it's Dunkin' Donuts uh, iced coffee jelly beans. Uh, they get a big thumbs down from me. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, I haven't really, like, even like with Jelly Bellies, when they have all the different, like, yeah, they have fun flavors, but I still usually stick with, like, the fruity ones, like I don't like, you know, like if something's like birthday cake flavored, like in candy. Oh it's yeah, just, it's a no go. It's yeah. too sweet. I'm not into it. <laughs> oh boy, I hope you don't think less of me for what I'm about to say. Oh, <laughs> you ever drink Bang? No, but my boyfriend does. Okay. And- <laughs> I tried a sip of one once and it was no like I don't like that's like an energy drink right yeah yeah I don't I don't care for those at all I think I tried 
It wasn't the birthday cake one. I want to say, is there like a root beer one? I feel like I tried that one. I don't, I don't, there probably is. I don't think I would have gone for the, I went for the really fruity ones, but yeah, birthday cake soda. Yeah, it or was, like a cotton candy. Like I love cotton oh, candy. Oh, the I cotton like candy it. one. It, they were just so, but they were wrong in the right way. Let me tell you, I had uh-huh. to, I had to, I had to give them up because, uh, yeah, because <laughs> they told me my heart would explode. So. Oh God. <laughs> That's a lot of bang. A lot of unhealthy, you know, stuff was going on, but they, they really, yeah, my doctors, they, they felt that I should definitely not be drinking that. Yeah, no, we don't want your heart to explode. I would like it if it, like, yeah, I would like it not to. Copious amounts of bang, yeah, no. It's, but it is gross. It's like the most unbelievably, like the, like when you talk about the types of sugar water you can get at a gas station, this stuff was like just, it must have just been the whole. Remember when some lady came in and asked for like 14 sugars? And oh, God. <laughs> it could barely stay liquid in the cup. Ugh. It, yeah, this stuff, it's got to be just as much, it's got to be as much sugar as you can possibly put into liquid and and have it remain in a liquid form. Have we ever talked about uh, orbits? For some reason, I feel no. like you and I have probably talked about certain weird things from the 90s. Uh, probably, you know- but orbits, see, orbits was past my time. I feel like I never got to enjoy that. I see it now, like on all the nostalgia pages that I follow. Okay, okay, good. I'm glad you know what it is, because a lot of people, I yeah. for some reason, I knew you would know what it is. I guess. Uh huh. Yeah. I've never had it, and I don't remember seeing it ever as a kid. But somehow, it still looks familiar. Like maybe sure. my sister had it at some point. Sure. But I sure. certainly didn't. They'll they'll never make that again, probably. I probably shouldn't say that. That's just asking for it. Everything's coming back, so you never know. So we have a lot of... I, I feel like we have a lot of tastes in common. Kind of. So. Which is why I sort of... And this is... All right, so I didn't... What I didn't really take into consideration... I threw... I just threw A Nightmare on Elm Street out there, and I kind of meant, like, any of them. Of course. Uh, but I don't know if those are streaming on anything or if uh, I know that like all of the Friday the 13th used to be on Amazon, but I'm pretty sure they are not anymore. So I kind of don't know what's available. But right. other than choosing, and this is sort of a two part question, other than choosing yeah. one of the nightmare movies, mm-hmm. is there either something in particular that you know is available that you're interested in or that you would like to rewatch and you know i'm suggesting that we both re- watch this over the next couple of days because i have to like babysit like all day for a couple of days and then maybe thursday or okay. friday if we can reconvene and talk again after we've both watched whatever we select that's sort of what i'm thinking about doing okay that sounds good um let's see and the other yeah, part of the question are always yeah sorry no, you're fine. This is big because I'm I'm asking the question very poorly. That's what I'm apologizing for. <laughs> uh, the other part of the question, and I guess we should kind of see how this goes this week, doing this in two parts. But if you have a lot of free time and you think that this might be a fun thing to do, like we could pick a series of movies, and you like, Ooh. if you want to start with the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and then like. 
you know, potentially do Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and, th- and on and on. Or, mm-hmm. or any other series. Or what do you think? What are you into lately? What's, what's, what's cool other than Pyrex? Although you can tell me about <laughs> Pyrex also. What's cooler than 50 to 60 year old dishes? That's right. like, that. Um, that is awesome. It is so cool. Just I saying. Like dish and being like, hey mom, this dish came out the same year you were born. And she's like, okay. <laughs> there, the 50s, but, there is a real clear 50s aesthetic that is really pleasing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I want my whole kitchen to be 50s. Once I have my own place, it's going to look like a 50s diner in there. I can't wait. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, you threw Nightmare out there. So, of course, sure. I'm always going to be down with that because the further you go into the series, the cheesier and campier they get. Oh, my God. Great. I really love that series. I do, too. Like, I'm very extreme. My two favorite characters, like, out of any media anything and it's on two very different spectrums okay my favorites are freddy krueger and then winnie the pooh winnie the pooh very, i love winnie the pooh he's my favorite <laughs> it surprises a lot of people because they're like yeah all these halloween tattoos watch all these <laughs> horror you... movies and then i'm like i love pooh bear <laughs> any pooh bear tattoo i don't have i have a pooh quote tattoo all right that i mean um, that's is it is it the one it's um do you know which one is the one <laughs> the, the one what is the one pooh bear quote <laughs> um piglet sidled up next to Pooh and did something and Pooh said what's up piglet and piglet said i just wanted to make sure you were there no 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 not that it's that's um, the one right I mean, it could be the one. I don't know. I mean, I, there's something like that. I mean, I see a cute, whole bunch of cute ones like that, where like they're walking into the forest together and like they yeah. have all these different things. They're saying, yeah. But so what I'm the, that quote accompanies like, an image one. of them like sitting on a log together. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. Yeah. Um, but no, this is the one from like the Pooh Bear movie from when I was a kid. Do you, um, which movie? The um, Pooh's Grand Adventure. Okay. The search for Christopher Robin. Because oh, Robin okay. Yep. Cool. Sure. He goes to school, and they're like, "Yep, where did he go? Oh my God, he ran away. He was kidnapped. Like they think all these terrible things. They got to find him. And all he did was go to school, but he didn't spell it right. He spelled it like skull. Yeah. Like S-K-E-L yeah. or something. And they were like, "Oh my God." These movies are so sad. So they're cheesy. all so sad. Oh. Oh, I love them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no, yeah. But. Yeah, so it's a quote from that. Just um, like it was like a little pick me up at the time. Like I got it like ten years ago, and it doesn't look good anymore. Like the letters are bleeding, and it, it needs to be covered up. But it's uh, you're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. That's fucking great, Michelle. That's, that's awesome. my one Pooh Bear thing. I've been doing. Surprisingly, I don't have I don't have him on my body yet, but I'm getting there at some point. If you were to, if if it was not Pooh Bear, if there was any other character from the Hundred Acre Wood that you would choose, who would it be? Um, I would have to say I don't know because I like Piglet because okay. he's like he's so timid and so anxious. Oh and yeah, kind of feel sorry for him. Oh and yeah, then Piglet's great. 
Eeyore is just like so morose and just yep. like everything is awful and it's like oh, dude, yeah. why is life so bad? But they just they include <laughs> him anyway. That's oh, they the love him. Yeah, oh, it's the, yeah, oh, they yeah. love him. They're not like Ew, you're too sad, go away. You're bringing <laughs> down the vibe, it. Eeyore. They keep it's him the best. Like okay, Eeyore, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> At least they listen to him. They don't. They don't really. They can't. They don't really have. They don't have the ability to solve his problems, right? Because he probably doesn't really have too many. No, he just. I think he's just like clinically depressed. (laughs) So I would get Eeyore. Yeah. Yeah. I like Eeyore, and like I don't know because I like Tigger, but he's like a little. He's a little too much. He's like really. I feel like really Tigger. Into everything and everyone. I feel like, you know, these characters are based on like a set of children's books from like a previous generation, even of you know the movies that came out. I don't you know really know the history, but like I feel like Tigger mm-hmm. Tigger is a invention of the Disney era. I feel like Tigner Tigner. I feel like Tigger appeared uh, along with Disney. I feel like he might not have been the original Hundred Acres Gang. And I'm that might sure, that I might actually, be why he's a I little actually, much. Sorry. Maybe, or they might have made him like more. That's possible too. Okay, that's possible too. Because surprisingly, so I actually have like a book that okay my boyfriend had gotten me. That's like a collection of all the Winnie the Pooh stories. Oh great! Yeah, so you know more than but me. I, I I really don't know. Yeah, well, I actually haven't read it much yet, but it's like the original stories that you know Disney. Base the cartoon off of and everything right, else. Right, co-op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just open. I just open a page, and there is a tiger. So that must be him. Is his tail curled like a spring? Um, a little bit. He's running on oh. all fours, though. It looks like. Oh, okay. So, He's not bouncing so, through the. Yeah, Disney might have added the bounce. They might have added the ba- like, the springing bounce. Yeah, and Pooh Bear is full on naked. He doesn't have his red shirt. Oh, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, He's for sure. At all. Do you think Tigger is probably related to Hobbes? In some sort of universe, he very well may be. <laughs> In all the animated tigers, which I have to admit, that wasn't a comic that I read a lot. Like when I would read the funnies on Sundays, I didn't. I didn't do a Calvin and Hobbes thing too much. It was. Uh, it was very eighties. Oh my god. Uh-oh. I opened a, a seltzer, and I guess I don't know at what point it was shaken or whatever, or when it got oh, thumped, but it sprayed. <laughs> uh, no big deal, really. But it was surprising. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh, wow. Well, I'm very discombobulated now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. What? Tigger? Hobbs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kevin mm-hmm. Hobbs was... I mean, it was definitely iconic. If you're ever like, if you're ever like hanging out, I'll tell you, weird, the memory that just came to mind. But if you ever like, you know, you're probably this this phase of your life probably is over. But if you ever, you know, get drunk and wake up in someone's living room in the morning and you have to like <laughs> wait for someone else to like wake up before you can leave and you have nothing to do and you see like a Calvin and Hobbes book on the shelf, I recommend. Uh, you spend an hour or two reading Calvin and Hobbes. Um, it's a really good Sounds comic. like a probable situation. Yeah, that happened to me once, and that's what I did to solve my, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh uh, yeah, Calvin and Hobbes is rad. I mean, anything with a tiger in it is okay by me. <laughs> All right. I liked. Uh, boy, I was mad. Uh, there's a joke about how they killed off the most interesting character in The Walking Dead around like season nine or something or whatever. It, this was. It, this was more. It was. This was a. a, a well, this joke was really possible to tell when it was going on because it was fresh in people's minds. Because people would say, are you still watching that show? And I would say, well, they killed off the most interesting character. And people would think I was talking about Carl. <laughs> but I would say, no, the tiger. <laughs> Do you ever read books? I didn't read books for like 10 years because of Twitter. And I've read like five. <laughs> I took Twitter off my phone. What else am I going to fucking look at? <laughs> <laughs> right exactly oh so i would like to read and every time i find books i'm like oh this is gonna be great i should read this and i haven't i have so many that i want to read and like plus my boyfriend has like a ton of books because he used to read all the time and i'm like i should read some of those and then i don't but what i am reading right now because i started with a short book that i'm like this won't take me so long to get through it and it's not like you know the chapters like they don't have to necessarily flow Sure. It's a book by uh, Matthew Perry, you know, from Friends. Oh, my God. Okay, sure. So I, I'm reading his book, which is kind of like a memoir, I guess. And, you know, because he had his struggles with addiction and everything else. And it's kind of just reflecting on all that and his early days as an actor and his childhood and whatever else. So I was like, that might be interesting. And it is. So I'm enjoying that so far. Shenandler <laughs> Bong. Shenandler Bong. Because <laughs> that is something. We do watch Friends at night. That's like the calm down, soothing, before bedtime show, which we haven't watched in a while. We've been watching like dark stuff before bed. And I'm like, huh. Oh, but uh, yeah. yeah. Because honestly, like this is what I always do. Like usually I'm watching something and I'm like making commentary about it. Like as I watch it, either to myself yeah. or, you know, with Ryan, if I'm watching it with him. And now I'm, and I thought like it'd be so funny if I just like had a channel where I just like comment on these things all the time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you feel, but no, really, like if you feel like that's something that would be fun to do, like I'll talk to you so that you could get all of your thoughts out. And if you want, I watch when I'm gonna review something. I don't prepare like like an outline of notes and shit, but when I'm watching it, I have a notebook and a pen in front of me. So I write down my stupid little thoughts and then I mm -hmm. tell them to whichever guest. So we can do this. Yeah. So like, let's do it if you want. Do you have, do you have hot thoughts on Nightmare on Elm Street 2010? Oh, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I only watched it once because I was like, let me give this a shot. And the oh my second God, I, I was so drunk. They were, they were going to have Robert Englund in it. And I was like, then what friggin' nightmare movie is? Like, he is Freddy. There's no other way. What's and like, it was kind of, it was kind of creepy because they really focused on the whole like child molester part. And I was like, dude, like they just lightly touched on that in all the old movies. So, Did like, they, was it like, was like, it like, uh, was it like really, uh, mentioned often throughout from what I remember, yeah. There was a weird just, thing where they made you think that, like, the kids had lied about him, like, in one of those stories where, like, you hear about a psychologist. Like that, yeah. yeah. But then it turns yeah, out, honestly, no, they did, they, they probably did talk about molestation quite a bit. 
Yeah, like he's a child molester. Like, like <laughs> I just like. <laughs> oh, <don't... laughs> That'd be a good one. Wow. <laughs> uh, what's interesting? That, um, Robert England has played Freddy since this. I don't know since then because the last one in the series was Freddy versus Jason, which is like my favorite movie of all time. He's in and, a few, but he's in a few dumb things like uh, Player Ready Player One. Yeah, isn't like, that Robert they, England um, though? But that—that's what I'm saying is that this does not have Robert England, but Robert England has appeared as Freddy after 2010. Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I think so. Like, like in an episode of like the Goldbergs. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, that actually, like yes, that. that was right on the tip of that was floating out in the periphery yeah. of my mind. I yep. was trying to grab on. Yes, that's exactly yes. But I was him. That was Robert England. But I know about it. Right. Yeah. I have no idea what that show's about. But I know that Robert England was on it. Yeah, because I remember it was like a Halloween special. And like, you know, it takes place in the 80s where like that was like his time. So they had him come back for that. And I was like, that's awesome. Terrific. Yeah. All right. So let's do let's do Nightmare on the Street. Yes. I'm going to have to see what's going on. Yeah. Like I said, basically, the next two days are just kind of shot for me because I have to babysit pretty much all day. Uh, and then almost immediately after talking to Michelle, I started getting sick with COVID. Uh, the children that I was babysitting were not infected by me, so there's some good news. Uh, Later on, uh, Monday or so, I caught up with Michelle again, and we further discussed A Nightmare on Elm Street. Clearly, it was not through our conversation. That would be... Wow, do you ever play Metal Gear Solid? No, I haven't. In Metal Gear Solid 5, there is a uh, lingual vocal cord parasite that is passed through speech oh yeah people speak to each other and their words are infected with uh yeah something like that oh no how about kingdom heart hey uh i've started recording okay you ever play kingdom hearts no I haven't, but I always wanted to because it looked kind of neat when they had all the different Disney characters, but mm-hmm. I don't know. All I ever had growing up was just a PlayStation, and that was it until, like, a couple of years ago, I got a Nintendo Switch. I only had a PS1. Mm. So now you're I, an adult. I think that you, I mean, yeah. well, I think that you can play Kingdom Hearts on Switch. I could be wrong, but uh, the reason I thought of it to ask you about it is because there's an excellent, in the first Kingdom Hearts game for PlayStation 2, there is an excellent Winnie the Pooh sequence. <gasps> it's the part of the game, and it's there's no combat or anything. It's, it's, a, it's like a side quest kind of area, and it's all just little Winnie the Pooh mini-games, and you have to do little quests for each of the residents of the Hundred Acre Wood. It's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a delightful break from the rest of the game. How about the Winnie the Pooh horror ma- movie that they're making? So, a lot of people sent me the trailer for that because they're like, you know, they right. know that's like two things. They're yeah. like, oh, you, you like horror, and you like Winnie the Pooh and I'm like yeah so like I'm curious about it it looks like it's going to be really campy yes honestly like I think it's just going to be like 
ultra gore just to just to poke fun at the fact that Disney it's a beloved no childhood to poo or whatever it is yeah. so it's kind of doing whatever they can with it so i think it's going to be funny i don't even know when it's supposed to come out like i thought it was supposed to be out in like february but here it is april and i still haven't seen it anywhere so i don't know yeah i feel like i kind of haven't heard about it in in a minute yeah, it got really hyped up, and then it just kind of dwindled down, so I don't know what's going on. You ever play Vampire the Masquerade? No. It's a tabletop role-playing game. Okay. Like Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, I played Dungeons & Dragons once, and then um, my brother-in-law has, like, a huge... What is it? Talisman, I think? Oh, yeah, so uh, Talisman is cool. Yeah, he like made an entire like life-size board game in his garage that he like made all the little figures for it and everything else. It's really cool. And I played it's... that one, but that's just that's all I associate it with is the fact that he just made like this giant prop. Like the the and it's it. it's Talisman or it's a game that he invented. No, it's Talisman. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be just like that. But he just built a very elaborate board. Yes, but it's like 3D and like, you know, like okay. he has all the trees that he painted and like the cages that some like slave guys in or something. It's just all these things. It's wild. I know this person. You do. That sounds amazing. Yes. I should. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've talked to anybody. Yes. So it's cool talking to you. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, man. Before before last week. Yes. (laughs) I don't have... uh, I'm sorry. I'm being very unprofessional. I I don't have my notebook in front of me. Oh, my gosh. Where I took notes about A Nightmare on Elm Street. What year was it made? Was this Johnny Um, Depp's first... I don't have my headphones on. I'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, so don't start growling. There's nothing to growl at. Oh, is it me? Uh, It could be you. It could be... She's looking out the window. Are you outside my window? Oh, boy. (laughs) That would be real fun. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah, scary movie night. (laughs) I'm outside your window. Um, Yeah, so Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Johnny Depp's first film. It is. Because... I started watching it earlier. I only got like 15 minutes in, not like I haven't watched it a bazillion times. So I started taking some notes just because I was like, what am I going to bring up? And I put that in there. I was like, because it says introducing Johnny Depp. Oh my God, it does say that. I I meant to look for that. And then I guess, you know, I was looking at something else. Yeah, because I was like, what kind of obscure things can I like take notes on? So I only got a few things for the first like 15 minutes and then I had to make dinner. So... (laughs) But, yeah, 1984, which, like, what a time to be alive, I guess. I wasn't, but. <laughs> I like the sheep in the opening scene. The goat or the oh, sheep? Oh, is it a goat or <laughs> I think it was a goat. Yeah, I wrote that, too, because that's so random. Like, that's, like, you know, she's dreaming about being, like, chased by this guy. And, like, that's what he throws at her, like, to, like, throw her off. Like, oh, yeah. sheep. Oh it's my a, god. It's the a bell. weird it's I guess it's scary. I mean 
Like if it's a ghost, <laughs> is it like hinting at like a satanic thing? Like is it that or like? You don't really, you know what, I honestly, really, and you know, I mean, I was high, (laughs) but I watched it, you know, this recent time, and I was like, oh, that's nice, there's a sheep there, it probably was a goat, (laughs) but I didn't find it frightening, although I guess if I was like wandering through the abandoned school, or, and, or the boiler room area, which, right. A lot of my thoughts, I think, are about what I thought the first time I watched it. Because I remember watching this and kind of not being sure. And in fact, now, I'm not sure if Freddie worked at the school or not. Because... I don't think so. They don't, they don't talk about that in, the, in that movie. They go, no. They go into it in like one of the later ones. Or maybe even they might have touched on it on the remake that we hate. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't remember what his prof- his profession is. They do say it in one of them. It might be like either three or four that they say like what he did. Because the one where like his daughter comes out of nowhere and turns out he had a daughter. There's something like, really that- yeah. There's something yeah, really like, interesting about that movie. He was killing kids, so he might have done something that had to do with like he might have been at the school. Because well, that's like how he like would like pick out his victims and stuff. Because where else would he get all these kids? Like, sure. My the reason I the reason I wasn't sure about it is because at least once in the sequence where where Tina's corpse is walking around, mm-hmm. uh, she's walking through as I you know described like the abandoned the creepy abandoned school, and she ends mm-hmm. up in the boiler room. And so right. that's why I wasn't sure if Freddie was like the boiler man <laughs> at the high yeah. school. But like, does it also happen in the very first scene? Yeah. Yeah, because it's always like they're in the basement of the school or something like that. And then that's sort of why I think maybe they kind of, and then that is sort of what they did in the remake that you hate. Yes. <laughs> he is like the janitor or the groundskeeper or something. Something like that, yeah. And I, I honestly, I can't remember with all the other movies in the series if they explain that or if you're just supposed to sit here like we're doing and assume <laughs> that that's what he did and that's how he got them there. But yeah, it also it, doesn't make sense because they're at the high school and like little kids wouldn't be at right. the high school. Right, yeah. He's only going after the high school kids to punish the parents. This is a, this is, I like this, the story, the basic story is, uh, is, this was an early one for me. This is one of the first horror movies that I watched. And this was not the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie that I watched. I kind of think the first one I watched might have been four. Okay. So I was, I got, I had an, I had more of an idea of him as this goofy character. Yeah, because it gets like really campy and like he just he's oh, just playing everybody basically. He's like, I'm gonna fool around with you and then kill you. By like, four, it's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> By four, it's just like there's yeah. like cartoon sound effects and stuff happening. <laughs> they but, get so cheesy. But this one is scary. Is this it one? Is. This is one of only a couple that are directed by. Um... Oh man, why am I this? Right. Wes Craven? Wes Craven, yes. Only a I few of them? He, I thought he directed all of them, but okay. Oh. I mean, I 
first one, and then like the, the final one before Freddy versus Jason was Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah, I almost maybe that's why I think it's only the first one and the la- and not the last one, but that one. I I figured he did all of them because like that was his character that he came up with. Like, somebody he went to school with named Fred or something. I forget the backstory, too. There was something like that. I should have done my research. That's okay, though. I should have done mine. (laughs) All of my facts that I think I know that end up being useless because I think I know this fact, but is it really a fact, or did I just make it up? I I love doing that. That's a big thing around here. In this movie, they built a room that spins around... They used it for one other movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? The room that spins around. Are you talking about, like, I know there was one scene that they filled upside down when Johnny Depp's character dies yeah. and he explodes from the bed yeah. and there's all the blood everywhere and it's like the best kill scene in any movie ever. How is I it? I mean, it's just, it's... It's And just so much blood. Way more blood than would be in the human it, body. It, Extra blood. Ridiculous insane. I, I, it's, yeah, there's just, you can ask questions all day. Where did all that blood come from? It wasn't all inside of him. Is it, is it hell blood? Is it everybody's blood? Did Freddy save up blood to really traumatize this kid's parents? And then it shows the parents, like afterwards, they just don't even understand what has happened. The blood's dripping through the floor. Exactly. And, yeah, I remember because they had like a, a thing on Netflix. It was like the movies that made us or something like oh, that. And sure. they did one of all like, I can't remember if Nightmare had its whole own episode or if it was like an episode dedicated to just horror films. But that's I think they I did. I think it was a... all upside down. And I was like, wild. Yep. So that, well, that in particular, the room was upside down. And, um, you might notice when you watch it towards the end of the uh, of that scene, the blood is starting to sort of go at an angle, like it's starting to kind of drift to the left along the walls and stuff like it. You know, the way it's shot, it looks like it's just kind of defying gravity. Mm-hmm. But that's because they're, they're kind of started tilting the room back to. So what I haven't really explained to you is what it is. Yeah. What's going on here is that that room is on an axle. That room spins around. Like it, it, it's not just that the room was upside down. The room can go from right side up to upside down. This is one of the most insane effects ever, <laughs> like attempted. So, what the room is in, and actually they did this with oh, who was that girl? You know, Billie Eilish. Yes. They did this effect with her on Saturday Night Live. Yes, she I was, remember. She I was in a box, and she was like walking up around this around the box. Yep. That's that. That's the same effect that they did for this, except this was a whole room. In an in sync video too, so like mm, maybe you're cool, but I'm pretty sure in sync did it first. Okay. <laughs> well, Wes Craven did it first. Okay. Well, yeah, but then you know. Um. This belonged to the boy bands. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I guess in sync wasn't as close to my heart. <laughs> but Billie Eilish is. Well, I'm not saying I'm not. Well, 
No, I said Wes Craven should receive the credit instead of any, either Billie Eilish or InSync. I guess they're all close to my heart. Yeah, all of, you know what? They're all great. Uh, Justin Timberlake, I'm sure that he's a great guy. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's wonderful. I and there were probably would... some other guys in that band. Yeah. But he's the only one that... Actually, that's not true, right? Lance Bass was there, too. Is that right? Lance Bass was there, and Chris Kirkpatrick. I don't, and... remember, I don't know that guy. It was the one with, like, the dreads and stuff. Okay, okay, that, that sounds familiar, and yeah. Boy Fatone. Oh, yep, that's, yep. He was one that always had, like, the goatee. Mm-hmm. And then um, JC, I don't remember his last name, or I can never pronounce it. Like, that was a big thing when I was growing up. Like, it was, like, the two boy bands, so I knew all their names. And I have my favorite boy of each boy band. Oh, yeah. Oh, which is your favorite boy from NSYNC? Oh, it was Justin. Oh, okay. Like, With the, he yeah, had think, ramen noodles. That really, you know, did it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The he ramen. was my favorite. Um, Lance Bass plays Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. Just to do oh, a little okay. circular. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that the upside down room also is where they shot Tina's death scene because she's like it's supposed to be that Freddie's like holding her up against the wall, kind of or something or on the ceiling. Yeah, Does, you know, like that. yeah. Everyone's just screaming at her because he's like, "What the hell is this?" But I love he just swings he swings her or he just knocks him out into the nightstand. <laughs> that that dude, yeah. That that poor guy. <laughs> yeah. His whole storyline is horrifyingly bad. He's just like, you know, the music type, couple of drug arrests. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. What a loser. <laughs> the music type. Yeah. That's what no, the- you, don't, that's, <laughs> you don't want that. That's an undesirable type. Yeah, get out of here. This is also real, yeah, this is the classic 1980s horror movie cops. Although, like, well, sort of. Because one of, well, actually, you know, there's sort of, there's a couple different kind of 1980s horror movie cops. Sometimes they just don't care. Well, because a lot of times it's like kids in the horror movie going like, hey, there's a murderer. Which I guess this is, they're high school kids. But like, so it's sort of doing that. But this is also doing the thing that this movie might have invented where one of the cops knows exactly what's going on. Right. And doesn't want anyone to know that he killed somebody. (laughs) I love the, I love the revenge on the parents aspect of this. I think it's, I think it's, I think that this little story, and again, you know, I fell in love with this when I was like eight, but like, I think that this little story just has such a nice, it's such a tight, nice little package. And like I always thought that there was something really this this movie did it for me. Yeah, it definitely has that aspect where, you know, once you finally it's revealed that the parents did what they did and this is why Freddie's coming back and Nancy's like, What do you mean? And her mom just like says it like so calmly too. She's like, Oh yeah, we killed a guy. <laughs> that scene, by the way. I kept his glove. Okay, yeah. What? 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 
earlier, she's like, well, maybe you don't think murder is serious because her friend just died. And they're like, oh, I bet her boyfriend killed her. And Nancy's like, no, it's not that serious. Her mom looks her dead in the face. She's like, well, maybe you don't think murder is serious. Her mom is. Her her mom is a a, a specimen. You kept a trophy. What are you, a serial killer? Like, what are you doing? You kept evidence of a crime (laughs) as a token. (laughs) A crime, a murder that you committed. (laughs) We burned this guy alive. (laughs) I think it's so great that her mom is always drunk. Oh, for sure. But all the moms are drunk. That's like Tina's mom. Where what did I, I took a note of it because she wakes up in the middle of the night from the, the first nightmare. She hasn't washed her makeup off. In yeah, and in the, opening, <laughs> in the opening scene where it's her nightmare. Yeah, and like she, the mom walks in and she's just like, "What do you? What's the matter with you?" And she's like, "Oh, mom, it's just a nightmare." And then she's like, "How can a nightmare do that?" And she has the tears in her nightgown, which are it's from Freddie's glove. But yep. the mom doesn't realize that, and she says to her, "You better cut your fingernails or cut that type of dreaming, one or the other." <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just stop having night terrors, mom. You're right. Yeah, that's really yeah. And that woman, I don't know if those are both her parents, but her mom and that man are real cartoon characters. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they said, too. Like, the dad the dad abandoned them years before. Oh, yeah. And then the mom, when she died, the mom wasn't home. That's why everybody slept over, because, like, you know, she had the house to herself. And the mom was in Vegas with the boyfriend, and they were trying to get a hold of her to be like, hey, your daughter just got slaughtered in your bedroom. What is, um, uh, what is the musical-type dude say about... He says something about sucking someone's joint... And up yours with like a twirling, up yours and twirl oh, or something. Yeah. With his... so, so and like I woke up from a nightmare, and he's like, I woke up with a heart on Tina, and it had your name all over it. And she's like, she's like, oh yeah, my name only has four letters in it, Rod. How could that even fit on your junk? And I was like, or on your joint. That's right, not junk. It was junk. on your <laughs> joint. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> and he was like, oh, embarrassed, like. Ugh. Because that's when they were fighting, so she was making a tiny pee-pee joke at him because she was mad at him. It's so, there's such an, there is some, they just don't make them like they used to. (laughs) There's just such an 80s vibe to this that like, uh, you know, part of it is that it just, part of it is that, and again, like why I'm so fascinated with a lot of these effects and the spinning room and stuff is that like, they just, they were doing what they could. You know, and I right. and I'm one of those people that complains about, you know, movies being CG cartoons and everything CG and stuff. And I do like it when there are. But it's just it's so it's when it wasn't even an option. And you can you, it almost seems like there are some shots in this that they did like like the exploding blood everywhere. Like they might have done that just because they realized they could, you know, and they had to figure out a bunch of different gross effects to do throughout the movie. And it's like the necessity of how you have to actually like make uh, all actually make all the shit in the movie happen and then film it. Uh, I'm really just I miss the 80s. I'm going to be such, you know, the old man that yells at clouds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm already that guy. 
Oh, yeah, and Johnny Depp does some Ferris Bueller shit where he calls his mom and plays a sound effect tape from the airport. Oh, yeah, he's staying, yeah, he's staying with his cousin that lives at the air, near the airport. And then cops and murders and shot and firearms start going off. It's <laughs> drag racing, Mom. Oh, oh, God, there's been an accident. I, I mean, I guess, his, I guess his mom probably found out he was at the murder house. Well, eventually, yeah, since somebody died. The music also, Jesus Christ, did John Carpenter's guy do the music in this? I don't know. I'll find out who did the music, but, like, the score is primo. The chef's kiss. creepy. Like, I don't care how many times I watch it, like, it is creepy. It's a creepy movie, and the music is, it's perfect. I like the the music is so and it might just be that like this is where that kind of vibe started or was mm-hmm. beginning to. I mean, you know, obviously there were other slasher movies and this is not the first thing Wes Craven did, but like so much of what is now horror came out of this and like, you know, two other movies in the mm-hmm. 80s. Awesome. I oh. Think so. Uh Heather Langenkamp was on a TV show. Like, just now. Oh, she was? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a Netflix show. It's, um... Oh. Okay. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes of it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take a further look at, at it now that I'm reminded how awesome Heather Langenkamp is. Uh, it's yeah. called The Midnight Club, I think. Okay. Yep, I maybe, heard of that. Maybe I'll take a look at it. Yeah, because I just know, like, she was, like, the one, like, aside from Freddy, she was, like, the one constant character throughout the entire series. And A little bit. Um, yeah. She, she, I mean, comes, like, she skips every other movie, almost. Well, she's, I know she's, I don't think she's in two, but, nope. like, they find her diary when the new family moves in. Oh, she, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, and actually. She, no, please, please continue. She's in she's in Dream Warriors, which is my favorite yep. one of the entire series. Um, that, she's that's, in that. that's a good choice. That's yeah, I, I love I, Dream I, Warriors. Yeah. I, I love the kills in that one. I base it on the kills. So like obviously like Nightmare One because you know the giant death scene. I think that's great. But then in Dream Warriors, the kills in that the mental hospital because that's just the whole thing too. Like it's like these kids and they're taking the drugs so they don't dream and everything else, but then they stop taking it, and it's just, oh, God, it's all... It's so messed up. Then there's some real... And there's some really unique stuff that goes on in that one. Absolutely. Welcome to prime time, bitch. That one... (laughs) That one really... Yeah, and that... I mean, that one started... He started getting sillier. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't off the deep end like five and six were, you know, actually no. cartoon sound effects and shit. <laughs> so it was like uh, it was just a taste of like the modern Freddy. Yeah, I think it's in four where like he like sucks all the air out of the girl that that has asthma and like oh, her God. Eyes and stuff. <laughs> but then she ends up like she just has an asthma attack, everybody else thinks, and that's how she dies. But it's like, you know, in her dream, like, he's like, want to suck face? Yeah, yeah, that might be where it goes into cartoon territory. That's Bugs Bunny shit at that point. Like, that's where it goes. Yeah, there's a hard edge. There's one at the end. I think it, um, 
it might be like the final nightmare or Freddy's dead or whatever it is that the kids in the video game and he's just sitting there with like a Nintendo controller and he's like, uh, uh, and just like, he's like a, like a little Mario game beating the shit out of the kid. <laughs> I think that's Brecken Meyer. Who, oh my God. Who was. Brecken Meyer was in a bunch of movies for like one minute for like 2000 to 2005. And then. Yeah, I feel like there must be bad. something. There must be something I could mention that he was in, but I have no. Now I don't know. He was one. He was one of those annoying guys. Oh, okay. I probably <laughs> recognize him if I saw him. Let's see. I'm going to. Look oh, him you up would. Now. You would. He's in a movie called Road Trip, which unfortunately that's the only thing I can think of. I know he was like a a secondary guy in just a ton of movies. I think. I think he might have been. I think he was in Clueless. You know oh, that, movie, that right? guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was a guy. Yeah, no, okay. he was in a. Was he in Clueless? I feel like he. I feel like there was an annoying guy in Clueless. He's I like. Think he was in things I hate about you too. Ooh, I think uh, Keith. Uh... No, it was Heath Ledger was in that, but I think, I think he was... <laughs> not Keith. <laughs> okay, yeah, Keith Ledger was in uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. <laughs> wow, so sorry. Well, that's fine. To Heath Ledger. But, but... Yeah, he was, I think he was in... I feel like there was there was like a kid in her class that was in Clueless, that was like... There was like a stoner... Yeah, Travis. Oh yeah, because he's one of Brittany Murphy's character liked him. Yeah! Like, you can't like him because this, and then she ended up liking the other guy, the rolling with the homies. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yep. Yep, that's right. Yep. Also, rest in peace to Brittany Murphy. Yes, I watched the documentary on that entire thing. I had no idea, like, what she had gone through and that she was basically, like, in an abusive relationship and controlled in every way possible and, like, oh, awful, awful. Was there, was there, was there, like, was there a suggestion of black mold being involved in her death? There was a suggestion of black mold because I think it was her mother that had said that because, like, she lived with, like, her husband and her mom. Yeah. And her mom said, like, oh, there was black mold or something. But either it was found not to be true because then, like, the husband died. And, the like, husband the also died. Yeah. Manner that Brittany did. But, like, she was on so many different medications and I think, like, she was, like, really underweight and stuff like that and just, like... I don't know. It was very strange. The circumstances. Yeah, a horrible, a horrible but, situation. Oh yeah. Uh, the lady from Insidious is in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Which lady is that? Um, in in A Nightmare on Elm Street, or mm -hmm. uh, she's the teacher. Okay. Do you know Insidious? No. Oh, okay. Well, the the <laughs> the actress that plays the teacher in this movie is in most of the Insidious movies, and she's like a professional ghost hunter. She's in a bunch of other stuff. I should know her name. Actually, I'm gonna look this one up because she's very ubiquitous. She's a horror lady. 
I think she's the teacher. Her name is Lynn Shay. Yeah, she's just in a ton of stuff. A lot of horror stuff. But, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's, there's at least four Insidious movies, and she's like a uh, paranormal investigator going around looking for demons. Yeah, oh, she was in Grudge. Yep. Oh, yeah, she sure was. A horrifying movie. Um... <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's been in a lot of horror stuff. Holy crap. Yep. And, yep, and on Elm Street, there yep. she is. I think she was the teacher when, yeah, when Heather is, like, when Heather is dreaming about Tina's oh, corpse yeah. walking around the school. Oh, that, that the first time I saw that movie, that scared the hell out of me. Oh, my God. The, and the, I, for some reason, the girl wearing Freddy's sweater, that whole sequence is might be the scariest part of the whole thing. The whole... The, like I've I've said three times, the creepy abandoned school always just yes. that does it for me instantly. Whether or not there's a bloody corpse being dragged around and some Where's some scary girl, pass? screw your hall pass. Yeah, <laughs> I love her. I I love her in this movie. But just like I think too, and one thing that I made a note of is just like everything she says just sounds so exasperated and so whiny. Like, <laughs> everything she does, she's like, "Come on, guys!" Well, she's and like, <laughs> everything is just so exhausting to her. And I'm like, "Girl, chill. You haven't even gone through the worst of it yet." <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I like. I love that she's immediately sick of it, and she has some. Some of her lines are have very bad delivery, and some of the writing here is very silly. But I think some of, I think some of some of how, especially because of how this movie ends, which we haven't even mentioned, <laughs> I love how she's just so sick of everyone around her. Like not just the situation she's in, everyone she talks to, she doesn't even bother explaining what's going on half the time because she's like, "Well, you're just gonna be a fucking idiot about it." Yeah, she's like, well, nobody's listening to me, so I guess I'll just figure this out on my own. I guess I'll just I guess I'll just get my mom drunk and wire up my house full of exploding home alone traps, trip wires, and bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this movie. I, I mean, I love this movie, but like, I this movie, it was love at first sight when I saw this movie on some Saturday afternoon when I was eight years old. Wow. This woman rigging her house up, getting her mom shit-faced and rigging her house up to blow up the serial killer was exactly what I needed to see that day. <laughs> At eight years old. <laughs> Absolutely. Hundreds of people a year get killed in the bathtub. Why did I write that down? <laughs> because Someone says it. Obviously, I think the mom says it to her when hundreds of people a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's gonna drown and she's gonna fall asleep and drown in the tub or something. Yeah, because she kept sleeping in the tub because she's you know forcing herself to stay awake because she's scared of having a nightmare. And that's the thing too. Right. And then the hand up through the wall. Oh, it's that on. scene. Oh boy, yes, very famous. That is a very iconic scene from this movie. Absolutely. The and it's, um, I mean, I know they the tub. but like, that's just, uh, just irks you too. Cause like her legs are like wide open. You don't see anything uh, that something would happen. That would not be too great. 
if she didn't wake up. Oh, oh God, that has always irked me. It's very upsetting. It's it's uh, yeah. What do you think about Johnny Depp's little shirt that he wears to bed? Oh, I think it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider that a brave choice? I mean, for the time, though, like, was it? Like, I, I mean, would love to know the answer to that. I don't know. I mean, did did men wear crop tops in the eighties? Was that a thing? That I did not. I, I will tell you that eight year old me did not. I did not see a lot of. I was not around a lot of high school or college boys, but I did not see a lot of men in the eighties dressed in little night shirts. I'm sure that it existed. I mean, I'm, I feel like I feel like they kind of have that a little bit. Like the only time I'm thinking that I saw that was um. What movie was it? What's the thing with the shirt that Frankie says, relax? What shirt is that? Somebody's wearing that shirt and it's like a crop top. And it's uh, a guy. Is it, um, is it Sean Penn? Maybe. In um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Which I've actually never seen, which is like so shitty of me. But I haven't seen that movie either. Oh, okay, cool. There aren't it's any like, there aren't any gremlins or slashers in it. Exactly. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> oh wait, I'm thinking of I think that was in Friends and they do a flashback scene. It's either Ross or Chandler is wearing a Frankie says relax. Oh. Yeah. And is Frankie say relax? Is that sh- that you know what I can picture Ross Geller wearing a shirt that says Frankie it was, say it relax? It was Ross. It was totally Ross because it was a shirt that Rachel had of his, mm-hmm. and she gave it back to him after they broke up, but she like didn't want to, and like he was like, "I want my shirt." And it was it was either because he tried it on, and it's like twenty years later, and it's like really tight on him, so it's like a crop top, or it was even a crop top back in the day. Can't remember. It's like huge on her, but like little tiny one on him now. Okay. Yep. That's that's yeah. I. Uh, why did I mention? Why did I? Oh, I for some reason I had a conversation with somebody about Ross Geller's monkey recently. The, the, oh. The, um. <laughs> oh God. The, Marcel. 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 Yes. The monkey actor went on to. The monkey actor went on to be a film star and started in a movie with Robert De Niro called Outbreak. <laughs> Very famous monkey. It had it had quite a career. That is quite a career. Yeah, it, and it was in at least yeah, it was in Friends and it was in a movie with Robert De Niro. That for a monkey, that's a lot of that's a lot of accomplishments for a monkey. What's a uh, is the theme song at the end? Is that is it actually a song that was written? Are they? Do you recall? Are they actually singing about the movie? The theme song at the end of Nightmare. Like when the credits play, I I feel like this is such a this is I I phrase that well I mean I don't know this is a weird and dumb question but as I was as the movie ended, 
And there's like, you know, a rock band or whatever comes on and they're playing a song and it sounds like they're singing about nightmares or something scary happening at night. And I was kind of in the kitchen, but I was kind of standing there listening and I was like waiting for, I was waiting to hear like nightmare on Elm Street, you know, like I was waiting for it to be the theme song for the movie. Right. But I think I it's know. just very yeah, thematic. Yeah, but I know that I know Dream Warriors does because it's like oh. Dokken, Dok, what is, I forget what it is. Is it Dokken? Yeah, I think Dokken. it is Dokken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that right. Holy shit. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm going to watch all these. Um, The very last scene is, well, it's a little upsetting that she doesn't get to win in the end, but what do you think about the blow up doll of her mom getting vacuumed through the tiny window? <laughs> I love it so much. And like, I, I, love how, I love how he ends up being the convertible. Yeah. In the car. I what? just like the picture of her, of her stiff little mannequin feet just disappearing into the door is like burned into my brain is like, Oh my God, that might be. That might be the first indication that a lot of cartoony shit is going to, but not, but it's not really. It might, it just, I don't know. It's just the times and the lack of being yeah. able to be yet. But yeah, I noticed that the last few times I watched it where you just see like, yeah, it's just like these floppy legs. <laughs> <laughs> not all of the effects in this are, you know, super great, but like that one in particular, I always noticed and was just kind of like, oh. But I mean, but it's like, yeah, I mean, I think I've said how much I like this movie enough times. It's a good one. The 80s were awesome. I think it's definitely one of the best of the whole series. Would you like to watch Nightmare on Elm Street 2 at some point within a couple of weeks? And maybe we could uh, talk again and... Oh, absolutely. Because I already know my favorite scene from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Uh, which one is it? It's so good. There's, There's so. so <laughs> like, one of my friends at my old job, his name's Billy, and we used to talk about these scenes all the time. So one of them is when, like, this kid, it focuses on the kid that moves into Nancy's old house. Yep. And he's new in town, whatever else. And, um, at one point, his dad's getting on his case about him, like, not unpacking all of his boxes. Okay. So, in his room. So, he's in his room. Okay. And he's, like, takes one of, his one of his boxes and just, like, opens the dresser drawer and just dumps the clothes in there. And he's, like, how do you like that, dad? And, like, <laughs> he starts dancing to whatever song it is. And he's walking around his room. And then he goes. I know, Exactly. It's his ass to close the drawer, but it's like it's not just he closes it with his butt; like he bumps it shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing a little dance. Yeah, drawer shut, and he's like getting all into it. And then the girl that, of course, he has a crush on is just let into his room, and he's embarrassed and whatever else. And it's so funny. And for a while, we tried in the kitchen at work. We would go up to these drawers, and both of us do tried, the pop, pop, pop. We shut the drawer. With our butts. <laughs> doesn't he? Isn't there? Doesn't he do some kind of masturbatory uh, simulated? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got, he's like, got a little toy that pops. A ball pops out of a thing. 
ball in a cup or some shit. I don't know. And it like pops. right as right as the girl, right as she walks into the room, he's got yeah, he's got this oh. shaft shaped toy with a ball that pops out of it right at his crotch. <laughs> that movie is that movie is I really the second one might be that might be my favorite one. Yeah, that it's a, just <laughs> a circus. It and it's some of it is so bad, like the the whole family dynamic is terrible. <laughs> and then the bird is flying around oh. and the bird explodes and then the dad accuses him. He's like, you put a cherry bomb in the bird or something. Inside the bird? What the fuck is wrong with you, dad? <laughs> the bird just explodes and the he's like, The bird oh. just explodes. Jesus Christ. I When I was young, I didn't like that this one didn't have a lot to do with nightmares. I didn't like that it changed the mechanics a little bit. And it was more about the kid getting possessed. But now yeah, I love it. Freddy's inside him because yeah. he's like, you're going to do me a favor. Because he starts having nightmares at first because he's like in the new house and he's screaming and he's waking up like covered in sweat. And they're like, he's just having a bad dream. It's fine. It's just nerves. New school. It's something. That movie is something else. Yeah, let's talk about that one next. Um, is there anything, like, have you watched anything? Or is there anything else? What else is awesome that, that I might not know about that you could... <laughs> you don't, uh, If you don't have an answer. Lately, so, like, the only things I've been watching lately on my own time is I will watch reruns, and these are ridiculous, but I watch reruns of Unsolved Mysteries with oh. Robert Stack. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. Rescue 911 with William Shatner. Oh, wow. So That's on something? You, when I was in kindergarten, I would come home from AM kindergarten. I would sit down with my PB&J with my Batman TV tray, and I would watch <laughs> Rescue 911. And, okay. like, I'd have nightmares. So they're like, Mom, the Christmas tree is going to burn the house down because I oh, saw it on Rescue no. Mom, we're gonna drive off the road and die. And like she still let me watch it every day, even though I would be like, I can't sleep. I'm scared of somebody robbing the house. But like, she still would put Rescue Nine One One on for me every day. You know what? They let me watch Unsolved Mysteries, and then I was scared of aliens coming and Bigfoot. You know, <laughs> you had a you had more probably realistic fears. Yeah, like. The music alone, when I watched Unsolved Mysteries as a kid, if I saw it because I oh, yeah. played Lifetime, sure. it would be freaking, it would scare the shit out of me. That theme, oh, so eerie. Like, they really knew what they were doing with scores back in the 80s and early 90s. Like, it was, they yeah. creeped you out. They're re really, eh, man. It was something about. It's definitely something about that synth, but it's, I feel like, I feel like yeah. John Carpenter and I should find out if it's, I should find out who did the score to Nightmare on Elm Street, because there's something about just that type of synth and those kind of synth lines. And maybe it's right. because they're associated with John Carpenter and just horror in general and, and unsolved mysteries that now it's in our psyche. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's creepy, but oh, really... So Specifically, really specifically, the movie and the music in Nightmare on Elm Street. It really has that whole. It has that thing. It just makes your skin crawl, or like yeah. you get bumps, like. Oh. 
All right. Well, awesome. Um, that was awesome. I hope that, uh, yeah, I hope you're doing good. I, when I, I, so I got a, yeah, I got a cup now that I've, I still, I am not really recovered because yesterday I was like, I'm great. And today I'm like, oh my God, I feel like shit. I have to sleep all day again. So we'll see what happens. But now I've got a bunch of episodes kind of stacked up that I have to edit, but I will when, but like within a week, I will publish this and I will let you know, I will give you a link and you will be able to listen to it. And then I'll ask to talk to you again and we'll, uh, we'll watch the second movie and then we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. That sounds great. Awesome. I hope you have a great night. And uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Wow. I'm starting to lose my, I've got COVID. You know that (laughs) it's, it's been, it's really been, it's really been fun. It's not great. Is this your first time having it? Yeah. Oh no. Ew. Okay. So I'm very proud that I made it this far. You did make it. <laughs> I thought I was going to make it the whole way. It's yeah. just not going to stop. <laughs> no, it just keeps coming up. So Ugh. awful. Well, I hope you feel better very soon. And it's get it's getting there. I'm at, I'm on the, I'm on the up swing of it, but I had a bad day today. Need but I'm going to be, sleep. yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. Awesome. Sleep is good. All right. I'll talk to you really soon. Hey, thanks for listening to Maybe We'll Talk, uh, the podcast where I've just decided I'm going to ask every guest if they've ever had orbits and if they've ever played Vampire the Masquerade. Uh... Let's see. That Pooh movie we discussed uh, actually came out on Peacock on March 30th of this year. I haven't heard of anybody watching it, so maybe I'll take a look at it and maybe we'll talk about that. Um, Outbreak did not have Robert De Niro in it. It had Dustin Hoffman in it. I wanted to make sure that I amended that. I didn't edit it into I didn't edit my own commentary on my own self into the podcast. I think maybe I'll stop doing that. Uh and maybe I'll just stop saying incorrect things. That would be funny. Uh that's not something that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure. Um so I yeah, I am uh returning to health. This is Saturday. Uh I believe yeah, so Tuesday I will be publishing my next talk with Saint about Vampire the Masquerade, and uh, next Saturday, unless it happens earlier, we will do a, be doing, I will be doing some of the, wow, uh, preliminary talking about The Wheel of Time with Alex. Something like that, except maybe I would have said it in uh, like a reasonable uh, sentence amount of human language. Um, Flyosity, why don't you play us out? Thank you so much, everybody. I'm not home, so leave the massage. Dig, I'm not.